Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. You're joined by WWE Raw's own Pete Quinnell and Dan Layton. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> we were on the telly. We were on Raw last night. Because we were in the video package. For yeah, the boy. Thing, the compilation of CM Punk reactions. Your boys were on it. I stayed up. Uh, to watch this show live because I had a feeling something special was going to go down. Um, arguably, it did and it didn't. The thing that I thought was going to be really special kind of wasn't, and we'll yep. talk about it. But but I was on telly and I text <laughs> Pete. I was like, Pete, wake up, wake up, we're on the TV. Like it was it was nuts. It was nuts. And then I, I uh, this morning, my girlfriend was like, Oh, how was it? And I was like, Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Did anything happen big? Oh, yes, yeah, so, oh, so, something oh. happened. Some, someone was on TV that hasn't been on TV before. And, uh, and then I like, and I showed her and she was like, oh, who's come back this time? Yeah. And she was like, oh, maybe it's even my mum. <laughs> and then I was like, ha, ha, no, it's me. <laughs> Thrilled. It's insufferable about it. Cultaholic were there. Yeah. Do you remember how we popped for um, Alex Queen of the Ring? Yeah. I was saying it was like a comparable thing. We we're like, yeah. oh, a person I know. Yeah. yeah it's great. Yeah. What are, a, what are all our friends doing well? This is it. Isn't that nice? What a little industry we've got. What yeah. a lovely community we've got. Great. Love it. Yeah. But also, let's talk about CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's home. So, so he did a promo on this show. Hello. Welcome to the Wrestle Podcast. This is our review of Raw. I'm Pete Quinnell. I'm, I'm joined by Dan Layton. Uh, we're going to be talking about Raw today. If you want to get in your thoughts about CM Punk, what did you think of this comeback promo on Raw that they hyped up? Let us know. Get in your Alpha chats is that Alpha what chats on Raw. One? I mean, yeah. punker chats if you want to be that punker guy. Punker chats. Why not? Why not? Uh, get them in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read out all your comments that are $5 and up by the time the show goes off the air. But first, we're going to talk about CM Punk. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, he returned at Survivor Series. Yeah. We all know this. We all enjoyed ourselves greatly on that night. They hyped up this return promo through the whole show. They were CM Punk tonight. Yeah. The controversial CM Punk is going to have a live microphone mm -hmm. in WWE. My God, guys, tune in. And this was the last segment on the show. After the main event mm -hmm. of Dominic uh, Mysterio vs. Randy Orton, we had CM Punk come out. And his promo consisted of, I want to say, not much. Mm. And I think there is some stuff you could read into it, potential mm -hmm. teases of maybe things to come. The overall vibe of it was, hello, I'm CM Punk. And I'm back in WWE. 
And that was pretty much it. Uh, I, I find it, ri- and me and you were talking about this mm. earlier, I find it incredibly interesting that they are playing the narrative of CM Punk left nearly 10 years ago. What's he done since then? No one knows. Could be anything. Mm. He was gone completely. But now he's back in WWE, his home. Mm. Here he is, everybody. Whereas like, I feel like a lot of the controversy and the modern talk around him isn't the manner he was fired from AEW mm. and returned to WWE from here. There's the, Of course, there's the whole history of WWE and his controversy leaving the promotion in 2014. Nine years being... to the day the Colt Cabana podcast came out. Right, yeah. Jesus. Uh, and then the whole controversy being fired on his wedding day and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of extra context with WWE. But it feels like the, the controversy are like, look, he's a different person from 10 years ago. It's like, sure, but is he a different person from six months ago? Mm. Like, that is like a different... That's a whole different conversation. And it feels very strange to me. Like, obviously, as a WWE fan, if you, if you didn't pay attention to anything AEW related, this is the narrative, right? It's like, he left nearly 10 years ago, and now he's back. Mm. Well, hey, CM Punk. There's a whole other side to this, which I feel like just wasn't... I'm not saying they have to say, like, I left AEW, and I wasn't expecting a shoot promo on <laughs> AEW or anything. Yeah. But it felt like there was just a, a part of the narrative that wasn't here. It was left hanging it's for just, you. It just left hanging a lot. It was very, very weird. Um, but he said, like, WWE is his home. He mm. feels he, it feels right being back. Uh, this is where he belongs. Uh, everybody's been welcoming him back with open arms. Almost everyone. Uh, nice little tease of stuff coming later. And then, yeah, it just I left it going, like, Huh. Mm. Okay. And I didn't feel that that sense of like, I can't wait to see what he does yeah. next. Because um, I, I think I mentioned to you and a, and a few other people that were at the, the watch party on Saturday was that I personally wasn't that interested in seeing CM Punk come back to WWE for feuds or for matches or for promos. I enjoyed the story of CM Punk leaving WWE and all the controversy and the heat with Triple H and being fired on his wedding day, then the run in AEW, then being fired and going back to WWE, being like the voice of the voices, anti-WWE and all that stuff, and then going back to WWE. Mm. I'm like, that's insane. That's a really cool story. But I'm not necessarily sold on what he does next. And then this promo had the opportunity to sell me on what comes next. And I left kind of being like, you know, I can, I can I can see that, and I I know a few people have felt that. I can understand if you hated it or got nothing from it. I'm the same. I found it absolutely fascinating. I actually liked it, and there's a lot that I read into it. Apologies for my voice, by the way. I'm very aware of it. I had a cold leading up to the watch party, and then I screened my face off, and I haven't got a voice anymore. It's all right. Um, you're you're <clears throat> way more sexy. Don't worry about thanks, it. Thanks, mate. Yeah. But um, I'm on telly as well, so there's, there's <laughs> extra layers of sexy. Speaking of extra layers. The the thing about wrestling is that there are all of these layers, right? It's not mm-hmm. just there's the story that's told between the bells. There's a story that's told of the the match, the feud leading up to the match, the careers of the people leading up to the feud, the title, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's the story of the company, and then there's the story of the industry, and then there's just all all of these layers. It's this mad, you know, mix of reality and fiction, and, mm-hmm. and all of it's not just. You're right, CM Punk coming back to WWE it's, it's CM Punk was literally the real world champ the last time we saw CM Punk walk out of an arena he was holding the AEW championship mm-hmm. with a big X through it yeah and then now we see him walk back in and he's in a WWE arena that's mm-hmm. that's you know if, if if the world between the curtains doesn't exist that's the little mm-hmm. journey he's had that's fascinating that's part of the draw that's part of what makes you want to tune in and see what's going to happen um and a lot of that was in there for me. I really felt with this promo, and I just watched it back before we came on air, there was something really fascinating to me about the words he was saying 
and I felt a real pathos to it. Mm. So Michael Hamflet, who works at uh, What Culture, ha has this great line that I've parroted every single time we've talked about punk on collision or anything like that. It's a really great summation of the whole thing, which is you either get why CM Punk is worth it or you don't, and there's no in between. Mm. And I think that's so accurate. And in this scenario, he is such a he's such a contradiction. He's a walking contradiction. He's a mess of things and opinions and feelings. And when he stands there and he says, I hate to say this, this feels corny. I don't even know if I trust these words, but I'm home. Mm -hmm. I'm where I belong. My thought isn't what a triumphant return to WWE. My thought is he hates that. And what I find fascinating about that on maybe a metatextual level, a character level, at least the thing I projected onto it, and this is a personal take, it's not to say that this is the intention or the right thing, was CM Punk's whole business was being the anti. Mm -hmm. He was the anti-WWE. He was the smaller guy who wasn't supposed to make it. He made it because the crowd willed it so. Paul Heyman nearly got fired for pushing him, or did get fired, I can't remember the actual details, mm -hmm. for pushing him so hard in the OVW days. Like The idea of CM Punk, the pipe bomb, all of it, it, it was that he was the anti-hero. He was the anti-WWE. He's banked his whole career on that. Cult of personality, even down to the the band Living Color being this this different anti-rock thing. You know, this, 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 you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but this splash of color in an otherwise bland rock scene kind of thing. That being his song, all of that's part of it. And then he goes to AEW, which is the reality, the anti-WWE, the wrestling show, the real sports feel show. I left sport, I, re I left pro wrestling in 2005 and I've returned to it in 2021 or whatever the line was um, and found out. He found out, oh, actually, I belong in that. And I found that so compelling. Like I found that really interesting because, because he wasn't meant for AEW right? It wasn't what he was supposed to be. There's something sad about CM Punk banking everything on being CM Punk and then suddenly being, you know, um, f f finding out that he's meant to be a cog in the WWE machine. This is where I belong. I found that really interesting. He's just another spoke on the wheel. This is it. And then, and then the more I think about it, and we'll get into it, but the, the other thing that I found interesting was that the, this, this show was WWE saying in almost as many words, we don't need CM Punk. Like, yes, they they hyped him as the most social watched thing, 71 million oh, I views, hated that. all of that stuff. Yeah. They went on and on and on about how, how you know, live mic in his hand, he's back, first time in 10 years. This show broadly played out exactly as it would have if he didn't come back on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I think nothing in the show changes except we go off the air with Randy and, and Dominic. And that's fascinating. This is, for me, the 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 next... I'm so I can't I'm so intrigued by how this is gonna play out. So that extra metatextual layer that you're talking about of the what does CM Punk do, who is he in this industry, is is there for me. Mm. If it's not for you, if everything that I've just said sounds like a reach, I can fully understand that. That's all part of it as well. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just fascinating that we have arrived here after where we were I, I was going to say January 2022, but now, mm. like January 2023, August 2023, it's it's mad. Mm -hmm. And I'm so compelled by it yeah. that actually whatever WWE did or didn't do on this show, they could have had Punk come out at the beginning 
and challenge Rollins and take the title off him <laughs> and people would have been fuming. They, yeah. they couldn't, they, this is them having their cake and eating it too because they know people are going to hate it or love it because that's CM Punk. As, you know, once again, point to Hamlet, it's either you get it or you don't and there's no in between. Mm -hmm. I just find it fascinating. I, meanwhile, uh, as soon as he said the line of I'm home yeah. and you found so much depth and, and intrigue in that, I found that to be incredibly disingenuous when I was and like, and I was like well, I just don't believe you. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I feel like what he wanted to be was anti-WWE. Mm. And then he got himself fired from that promotion and was like, well, I guess I'll go back. Yeah. And it, and there was that one line right at the end after his music was playing and he took the microphone away. He had that one line where he just said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. I'm like, okay. There he is. That's CM Punk. <laughs> there he is. Right? Yeah, I get That's that. what the actual promo to me should have been. Mm. This should have been a way to get people to know who CM Punk is now, mm. not CM Punk from 10 years ago. Because this very much felt like 2014 Punk or 20, well, I guess more like 2011, 2012 Punk, mm -hmm. where he's like, yes, I am I'm supposed to be here. This is where I belong. This is where I can do my best work. I'm here for you, for all of you people. I'm here to make this place better. Mm. I'm the voice of the voiceless. You know, I, I'm going to, this is the way I can make the industry better, etc. But to me, it didn't say who CM Punk is now mm -hmm. and what has changed in those 10 years. And to me, that is something that was a missed opportunity. I know I, I don't need everything now. You know, I'm willing to let stuff play out mm -hmm. to a degree. But I think you need to at least start hot. You need to at least hook me in at the start. And I was left without that hook. Mm -hmm. I was left like, I feel like we're in most of the same place that we were on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I know that CM Punk is back. And that's all I got from this is yeah. CM Punk is back. It's like, yes, I know that. We, I established that from Saturday. Mm. And I didn't get that next level of, and what do we expect from that? I still don't know where we're going yet. I think that's, that's and I, fair. And, I, and, I, and I, I wanted that coming from yeah. the show. I wanted that little bit of intrigue. There's definitely the extra element of they, they announce it's going to be commercial free. Yes. CM the first Punk hour, is back. Right? And there were this wasn't necessarily directly coming from WWE, but there were reports of it being hot and, you know, it's going to kick off with something massive and close mm. with something massive and all of this yeah. stuff. It did have, the reason I stayed up was because I was like, oh, go on then. It's worked. The hype has worked. Let me stay up and watch it. I want to find out what's going to go down. And the idea that a lot of casuals, this whole conversation about casual fans or whatever, people who might have been lapsed WWE fans, now Punk is back, they're going to want to find out what happens. And I'm sure a few of them tuned in. And where you say missed opportunity, I do think that's fair. Mm. I do think there was a there was a section where it was like, especially that first hour, for me, I was like, oh, this is a miss this is a missed opportunity. This isn't the fire, you know, slap slap them around the face, grab my lapels and say you have to watch us next week show mm. that it could have been. Um and that's where I, I talk about them not needing him, because it's the show that they would have booked anyway. Like it's the it's it was in every format uh, a triple H laying the table mm -hmm. for for the upcoming few months raw feud it, it's week one of post pla on my gm right yeah where you've got to figure out what component parts you've got and see what's going on and actually a large amount of it remained unchanged as we go through the show again i can point to well this was set up and this was set up and this was set up and why would he just rip all of these things up because mm -hmm. punk is here yeah. like they, they they i felt they did lay seeds and they were like the thinnest of seeds but seeds were laid for punk in the future mm -hmm. i had a pitch upstairs for a potential alternative way of doing the show that maybe would have made it feel more meaningful which is have punk open the show and have punk be a presence throughout you can do all this as pre-tapes if you want to you don't need to hold them around but 
you know, Punk opens a show, cuts the same promo, Tag Team Turmoil begins, largely does the same, although I'd reorder Tag Team Turmoil and we'll get to that. Um, and then he has a conversation with Pierce backstage. You don't even need to hear it, just there mm-hmm. he is talking to Adam Pierce. Yeah. Later on, there he is talking to Nick Aldis, who we know was there because there's a picture of him with Dixie Carter. Have him talk to Dixie Carter. Like, yeah, I don't sure, know. why not? Get her on TV too. Um, you know, and then and then have him seen leaving the arena, maybe signing a few autographs with some fans that are outside. And that's when Seth Rollins comes out and he mm-hmm. makes his, his comment about, I'm not going to waste a second on that hypocrite. And he's not there to respond to it. So there's no need for him to come out and say something. That's a way that you could have made it feel like a constant what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next, without ripping up the format sheet, without doing too much extra kind of thing. See, my my counterpoint to that would be that he shouldn't need to or have to rip up everything because, like you said, I don't think they need CM Punk. They Mm -hmm. have all these plans and he had these plans and he's going to see them through with or without CM Punk Mm -hmm. is what it is. They don't need CM Punk, but they do have him. Yeah. So if you're going to have him, use him would be my point mm. everything has changed you had plans as of saturday the way the way i would compare it is to like when you have weekly storytelling like this the closest thing that i can compare it to that i can i can relate to and, and project something onto is like storytelling in D, right mm-hmm. if you're a dm and anybody who's watching who's a dm might know you have plans for where your campaign's roughly going to go yeah and things change yeah somebody can't make a session a character dies whatever your, your players make decisions that go in a completely different direction where you were going you go Okay, I'm going to change and I'm going to alter track and I'm going to try and make stuff fit where I can and we're going to progress in this new direction. This is something changing. Mm. That you have a CM Punk now. Whatever plans you had, you can make better ones. And that would be my plan and my thing. And it's not a case of you don't want to get into the Vinceisms of changing things on a whim last second yeah. and tearing up scripts and all that stuff. And that's not what I'm saying. But I think there's an element where you could use him more than you have. Mm. And I know it's only been a couple of days, but you have one chance to hook in those fans who saw it on Saturday and went, Jesus, I need to watch Raw. You Mm. have one chance to keep them around. And I don't think they hit the mark here to try and keep them. I imagine, and I don't know, because despite being the faces of Monday Night Raw, we're not actually in conversation with uh, anyone from the company. But I would imagine their counter argument to that one is... The kind of the same thing we talk about with this idea of the casuals in AEW or whatever is that you can't cater to everybody. Mm. You have to stick to your guns. You have to do what you're doing. You have to do it well. And I think we saw both in post Raw after after post Mania, the Raw after Mania. That's mm-hmm. the word. That's what yep. we have called the, it for years. That's the thing that it's called. Yep, that's the um, one. The Raw after Mania this year was hot garbage. I think at the time I said it could have been an email. Like it could have just been something that we didn't bother with because there was like that. Do you remember Seth Rollins just came out and left? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was nonsense. The whole thing was absolute garbage. Mm. And that was a show where they ripped everything up from the you know. Mm. While from, the show from, was going on, yeah. reportedly. And yeah. prior to that, from the Royal Rumble right the way through to WrestleMania, everything had gone according to basically what had kind of been spoiled is a, is a, a strong word, but we were told it was going to be KO at Rumble, mm-hmm. Sammy at Elimination Chamber, Cody at Mania. Yeah. And that happened. Yeah. And it happened brilliantly. And it was great. It was great. Yeah. And it was because it had that room to breathe, because it was plotted, because it was planned for, that it was a success. Over on AEW, there's an argument that when he brought in Punk, Tony Khan did have to rip up a lot of his plans. And that kind of blew up mm-hmm. in his face a little bit. And that's how we got this past year where the booking has been his downfall. The match quality hasn't, you know, mm. the rabid fan base hasn't. The build has been the problem is what we're talking about with All In. So, by the way, 
talking about companies not needing someone, the reason Luke's not on the podcast today is because he's over in Wembley interviewing Claudio because they're they're doing all in at Wembley again. Yeah, like and it, it it's great. Yeah. All of this is great. It's it's just so interesting then that like when I I wrote a list of all the people who they've got on the roster mm. and all of the plans that they've had where they've taken that time to let it you know really slow burn. Mm-hmm. The, the first one I think of is Drew McIntyre, who second yeah. by the way on the show I thought was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Was that slow burn heel turn is something that I think we've been really positive about because it, they've taken their time with it because they've given it a bit of effort. I think that same logic can be applied to CM Punk and let's, let's say Seth Rollins. You know, let's say he does do a couple of weeks of... It, SmackDown needs some stars. You know, they don't have Roman Reigns all the time and they, mm-hmm. they lack in it. You know, Damage Control storyline, I think, is compelling. But they need some big names because at the moment, LA Knight's kind of there on his own and he's got Kevin Owens and Grayson Waller and Austin Theory and that, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I think Kevin Owens and LA Knight are big. Mm. They need some stuff going on. They need a little intrigue. So maybe maybe putting them on, on SmackDown is the thing. Maybe moving Cody across. I don't know. To have because it feels like Seth and CM Punk is the is the conversation. But like here's the list of people they've got. Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Seth Rollins, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton on that face side, on the heel side, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, Damian Priest, Solo Sokoa, Shinsuke, Santos Escobar, Logan Paul, Dominic Mysterio to an extent. On the face side back again, AJ Styles, go down to NXT, they've got Ilya Dragunov, they've got Bron Baker, Carmelo Hayes, Chad Gable's there, if they want to bring Brock Lesnar back. This roster is stacked, mm-hmm. right? So fitting something in for everybody is a really difficult thing to do. Sure is. And taking their time to find the way to get it right I think is far better than just a reactionary shove him into a storyline where he doesn't fit, you know? Um, and they have they had to debut him in Chicago. They had to do it that way. They had to give him a moment on Raw tonight. It didn't work for everybody. I believe if they take their time, and this is not me saying this will happen. This is this is me pitching them. And it's the same with any creative company. Um, think about... Uh, you know, Netflix has like five hour long Martin Scorsese movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they don't give us any notes, so we can kind of do what we want. I think they should give them notes sometimes <laughs> because it was notes and budget criteria that meant that Jaws is as good as Jaws is because mm. they couldn't film the shark, right? It's sometimes those those restrictions and that patience makes for a better product. I believe if they use that patience and they use caution and find the right program for CM Punk, then those casuals who may have tuned in this week will tune in eventually anyway, especially in this lead. It isn't, we are now at the point where we are dipping the oil stick into the car that we're going to use that's currently in the garage to take out onto the driveway, or out of the cul-de-sac, onto the slip road to eventually end up on the road to WrestleMania. That's how far back we are from it at the moment. Sure, yeah. So taking the time, I think, and I understand to many, that's going to be an unpopular opinion because they want that reactionary they want the instant hit they want the instant gratification i get that i kind of do too sometimes i think slow burn work better now here's my counter counterpoint counterpoint go with it go for it so i would say i totally agree with you and i think that what triple h has been doing with the long-term stories is absolutely working like you just said i think Mm. a lot of these stars on this roster feel much bigger now than they were before because they've had a chance to tell a long-term story. Drew McIntyre's slow burn heel turn is an, a perfect example of that. He feels really important right now. Mm. All of Judgment Day feel important. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, all of these guys have been built up. LA Knight have been built up over time and it feels earned and it feels like a reward for a good story and our investment and then returning that. That feels great and I totally get that. When you have a CM Punk 
I think you need to. It's not just about rev up all the plans. We're just going to put Punk in and we'll figure it out. Mm. What I'm saying is you have a Sunday, right? You have a whole ass Sunday. <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. Figure out your long-term plan. We know you don't take days off. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> and, and in this case, don't. Yeah. Just work a Sunday, right? And figure out your long-term plans. Because I agree with the long-term plans. You tell long-term stories. And I think that's probably what they're doing with Punk and Rollins here. Because I think you've got a Rollins program with Jey Uso next week. He's going to have mm -hmm. a match there. Going to have another Rollins program with Drew McIntyre. I think that's probably going to be the short-term direction for Rollins. And I think the longer-term direction is probably Punk and Rollins. Down mm. like maybe at Mania, right? Maybe that's the direction they're going to go. But I think you can figure out a long-term plan for CM Punk in a day. I don't think it's that crazy to say we can readjust some bits here. A lot of this will stay the same. A lot of the plans that you had are not going to interact with Punk immediately. But you can figure out a plan for Punk between now and Mania in a day easily. Mm. And I think they didn't take that opportunity to figure that out. They said, we'll do a promo first. Give us a bit more breathing room and then we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think that while... I would much prefer they do that option, cut a promo and figure it out later, than uh, something, and they mm. just do something that's bad. That's bad. I still think there was an opportunity to still do something, do something good, more. to do something more, yeah. and have it still be meaningful I think and progress totally long term and all that stuff. And it just wasn't, it just wasn't there yeah. for me. I can completely. It's a real shame. And, and I wouldn't be surprised when we go to the ultra chats, and there are many, by the way. I, I wouldn't mm. be surprised if that's that's kind of a shared sentiment throughout. Because also, then if my, my other one is, you look at WrestleMania. Two nights, two main events. Mm -hmm. There's a roster of main events you could pull oh, from. God, yeah. Like I, I sat there last night and I was like, maybe the plan they change is that it's Cody Punk. Because mm. Punk referenced the American dream. Yeah. Punk's got shared history with the American dream. And like Cody went off to AEW and left it. Punk went off to AEW and left it. There's so much you can play with with that. Like there's there's all of these different elements that I think that you could if you wanted to go with. You could do Punk and Reigns. They've got history. You could do Punk and Rollins and Cody and Reigns. You could do Punk and Cody and Reigns and Rollins. Like, there's so many different elements that you could play with here. Uh, take the time. Uh, that's that's when because because don't. The, what's worse than not getting it right straight away is going rash and getting it wrong in the end. Mm -hmm. That for me is is a, is a much worse thing. Um, but there absolutely is a middle ground, and I think you're you're dead yeah. right. I think everything that you and I both said and everything that I'm sure is in here is is fair. Yeah. And what a... I'm not going to swear, sorry, my mother, but what a scenario we're in. Like, what a industry, what a landscape. And that's when we step back and look at the bigger picture that you were saying that feeds into the punk return. Mad. Nine years to the day from the Cabana podcast. Yeah. Mad. That, that is an absurd timeline. Mad. Yeah, absolutely mad. Because, like... That's not planned, is it? No. But it's one of those things where you think, oh, that's kind of planned. Like, you planned <laughs> it in 2014, and I'll return on that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same day. Mad. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It is absolutely crazy. Yes, we will do the, <laughs> the Alpha Chats in just a sec here. Uh, send yours in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We're going to see what you guys think about all this. Bear with us today because people have thoughts, funnily mm. enough. Ben Vlerick said, happy to be here in insert city name, back home, blah, blah, blah. Are we doing this happy-go-lucky tour again or can the man just turn heel already? I waited and waited in AEW, never got it, and I don't feel like waiting anymore. Be the dick everybody knows you are. I'm so desperate for a heel punk. I don't feel like getting teasers and waiting for months. He's far better heel. Leave the cheesy babyface stuff to Cody. I love you guys. Ugh, gross. Just tell me how you being straight edge means you're better than me. He's controversial, got lots of haters for good reason, so embrace it. Punk's my favorite wrestler, but my least favorite version of him is the honeymoon phase AEW punk. So hoping we can just skip or fast forward it here, get to the good stuff. I mean, yeah, like it... it this is what I'm talking about when I'm thinking about what you, you kind of can't have him turn heel straight away. Like, this is the reactionary thing where it's like, I want you to be healed immediately. I don't think you can. I think you can. I don't think you should. you got to have the moment. you got to sell the t-shirts. <laughs> and then... No, you don't. Yeah, you do. I want one. Yeah. <laughs> but right, I think yeah. I mainly want one because we were on that episode. And so I now feel bonded to specifically that yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. Um, which is not available in the UK, by the way. I know yeah. you're watching. You ripped our footage and you used it. Yeah. Please, will you put it on WWE? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's, I, I, I do think punk heel turn is the mm-hmm. way to go. I mm. think... I. When I think Cody Punker Mania, I'm not thinking face versus face. Oh, give me the worst version of Straight Edge mm-hmm. Society Punk. Give me that you people, not even you people, give you people in the back. Yeah. It's like you could you could make Seth Rollins in, in a babyface mode 
compelling. Yeah, absolutely. That's the power of yes. this move. Yes, like, whoa. exactly. You know, that would be that would be great. I would love that. Uh, John Stop Action. Great name. Great name. Great name. Said congratulations to Dan and Pete for making their Monday Night Raw debut uh, on Pete's birthday, nonetheless. Oh, it was massive. Well, I bought a birthday treat for Pete. It's not my birthday. It was uh, fascinating that I text you on your birthday and then when you woke up, you received it on your birthday as well. Both sides of the coin. Yeah, that, that's crazy how it works. Uh, this made CM Punk returning to WWE worth it for me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the CM Punk return was worth it because we made it on Raw. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Kid Cuddy said, uh, I know people feel some type of way because Punk didn't attack anybody or bring up old stuff in his promo, but I think it was a good first step that could lead to a Seth character change. Maybe a Homelander type that he thinks he's what's best for us. I'm here for it. Uh, this is where I confess that I don't get the reference. Uh, I think I've not seen Homelander properly. Home, home, is Homelander the one Homelander's where there's aliens? In the, there's... Homelander's the, uh, the, the boys, right? I don't know. I'm, pretty sure I'm thinking of Highlander. Yeah. Homelanders with from, the man with the sword. The that's, that's true. Yeah. Pass. Homelanders from the boys. I'll watch it. I promise. Yeah. I'm sure it was a great reference. It's the it's the the AEW Cody is Homelander. Oh. Homelander Cody. So many layers. Yeah. Charles Berg said, "Look in my eyes. What do you see? This promo is anything to go by. Dollar bill signs, probably." Cash Money Punk is a born heel. Almost got Cody bingo last night, too. He asked what they want to talk about, mentioned stories, dead dad, cried, <laughs> just missed one. <laughs> Genuinely, as I went through Cody's promo, I was like, wow, this is this like, is the Cody playing, promo yeah, right here. Bingo. Yeah. Uh, Moose said, so like I know for a lot of people, saying CM Punk is home rings hollow. But I do want to point out WWE, whether directly or indirectly, turned CM Punk from a man into a movement. I learned about Punk in 2011, so this felt like the prodigal son returned. That's kind of exactly how I was putting it. I think there's something interesting in telling the story. Like, I mean, I parasocial relationships, rainbows and butterflies, I want everybody to be happy. Mm. I want this to be a cathartic healing of that horrendous experience. I don't know that that's possible. Like, yeah. it's still, it's, the company has different structure. The company has different, you know, ways of running things. But it's still WWE. The the the, the deadbeat son-in-law or whatever the line was. The doofus son-in-law. The doofus son-in-law is the one running the company. Yeah. But I would love it if this, if they were able to use that storyline mm -hmm. in this movement, in this moment. So we'll here's see. a question. Okay. What Punk always wanted and what his biggest resentment was in his previous WWE run was he didn't get a WrestleMania main event. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to get one now? I and think you'd be it, and, dumb if you didn't. And if it's going to be a WrestleMania main event, does night one count? Would he like that? Would he be satisfied with a night one main event? Let me let me answer your question with a question. Mm. Most irritating thing in the world. Did you think the main event of night one of WrestleMania this year was a main event? Massive to you. Because uh, I did. It did, but not because it was the main event. Right. It felt massive because of the story going into it. Right. Because I was so into Sammy and Kevin and being like, my boys, right. yes, the Usos, bloodline is going to crumble and Cody's going to win tomorrow, mm. etc. That kind of vibe was, it was, I think it was a really nice setup for Mania Night event, uh, Mania Night 2 main event mm -hmm. in that way. It was nice that they were both the closing matches of both those shows as like a continuing narrative, but I didn't feel like that was the main event of the show. I you think know what I mean? They're still trying to, f I exactly know what you mean. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. I think they're still trying to figure out that because for me 37 mm -hmm. bianca sasha that's a main event felt like a main event absolutely and that moment was so like uh, and then I'm, I'm there looking at the clips of sasha selling until she can't hold her smile mm -hmm. anymore like yeah that felt like a main event yeah um this because there was two parts to a story felt like yep. a sequel yes so i absolutely. think i think 
you can mm-hmm. do it right. Yes. It depends how. But but will Punk be accepting of that? If he does it right. <sighs> if if he if he if the main events are Cody and Roman and Seth and Punk. Yeah. I think he can make that feel like a main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. We'll see. I just think it's curious. It's a great, great like, question. Like, like if he gets a night one main event and he's like yeah. going off on one because I didn't main event WrestleMania yeah. and then WWE like didn't oh, even main event Wembley Stadium. Well, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the real world champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they won't do it, they but he could. That, but. Um, Thomas Shevlin said, hey, Pete and Prof, I understand people are happy Punk is back, but Punk is a hypocritical man child out to screw over whoever he can get as long as he gets his money. Triple H has freely inherited a mess. I wonder when the next walkout slash strop happens. <laughs> We'll see. I, I mean, know. my response to that is this list of people that I wrote down mm-hmm. who they have, they, they don't need him. That's why I was saying at the show, the, the, the start of the podcast, they don't need him. Yeah. Like, this episode was a way of showing us, it's great that we have him. Yeah. Look at all this other shit we got going on. Sorry, yeah. Mother. Like, they don't need him. They don't. So I think that is where the idea of AEW, by the way, this is a fair question. Mm-hmm. Did they need him or not? I think yes. I think it elevated them need, in a massive way. It's really hard to By say the end what, of it, what no. need is. It's yeah. really strange because would AEW survive without him? Yes, obviously. That's fine. Yeah. Is it a massive boon to them when he was there? Also, yes. Yeah. So it's like a a really big want or a need. Like, the, I, it's hard to say. In the early stages of AEW, when they were building and building and getting all that momentum and steam mm-hmm. and the fans were back, that was a... Massive bonus to have him. Yes, it was. It was what took them to an, a new, a new era, a new yes. phase. Much in the same way that getting Edge makes a massive statement. Mm. WWE in 2019, when we had Baron Corbin and dog food and no real main event scene, ha. they needed CM Punk. Yeah, they don't need him now. They don't need him now. AEW yeah. is going to prove to us, hopefully, over the next few months, they don't need him either. Now they've got the the uh, Continental Classic leading up to World's End. They've got their own stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's. That I think that's what makes this idea that like I wonder when the next walkout drop happens. It could happen in like six weeks, mm. but it won't make a lick of difference. And that's why I think this episode was so interesting. Mm. Benny Boy said, "Can't wait for the moment when Seth dresses as the Young Bucks for his match with Punk." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I would mean, be yeah, really funny. Oh, with streamers and everything. Yeah, it oh. would be gen- genuinely band. Yeah, genuinely hilarious if he does oh i would kind of love that tbh Woo, uh will campbell yeah, well played said uh hey guys congrats on making your raw debut do we high five every time every single time it? we were on telly hey, yeah. international That's television it. yeah we're stars now we're gonna be on the network <laughs> <laughs> we are on the network <laughs> on the network <laughs> Uh, first, I'm still on the fence about Punk's return. There was a weird air about his promo that I wasn't sure to make of. Second, push the Creed brothers to Andromeda. Never mind the moon. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Edgar Carrasco has been a member for 23 months in a row. Uh, I seriously shouted WTF when I saw you appear on the CM Punk video package. I was at work due to working the graveyard shift. Thankfully, I work alone. Was that... I mean, okay. I know you didn't mean to make a Batista reference, but also, I work alone. <laughs> it's just, it, it kind of came out that way. Walks yeah. into the shift every time. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, Kevin says, in the stream on one of the other streamers WWE showed, someone said, y'all should send WWE a copyright strike for using your content. <laughs> Imagine how cool the package would have been with the 350 in London line from Dan. <laughs> yeah, I find that is a very, very funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, great. I mean, also that line, um, I don't often talk good about myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think it did well there. Yeah. I got really excited. <laughs> I uh, there was a time when when Punk came back to WWE backstage. Yeah, and they did a compilation of people reacting to Punk coming back to that, and they used Ollie in one did of they? those clips. Yeah, they had a, a CM Punk return confirmed and all that Great. stuff. They, they played a bit of that of Ollie. We put a clip of that in our news, and they copyright striked it. <laughs> so funny. So funny. <laughs> so uh, yeah, when I saw some people in the chat being like, "Oh, did WWE pay WrestleTalk to use a clip?" No. Yeah, it doesn't Obviously really help not. us fight these ideas that we're fed shills or anything yeah, like that. God no. Uh, no, they absolutely didn't. Absolutely not. And if we try to use that clip, they copyright flag us in a second. But like, if they want me to do another, I'll do NXT to Europe when it launches in 2038, I don't mind. NXT Europe. <laughs> it's a myth. Uh, S- <laughs> the white whale. <laughs> Uh, S. Morgan said, between the supposed AEW's NDA and WWE scripting and his claim of being changed and they're only for the money, I'm not sure what to expect from this run. I am curious, though. Yeah, there is that point of, like, he may have some sort of NDA yeah. with AEW, because that seemed to be something that, like, Tony Khan was saying, like, yep. I literally cannot comment about it. legally. I cannot comment on any of this. Yeah. So there's a very big part of this that Punk may literally not be able to talk about AEW. Also, I don't... Oh, I don't get off on it. I, I like a little bit of spice now and then. Absolutely. I liked it when um, the WWE official Twitter account or whatever, or maybe it was WWE on Fox, posted that picture of yeah. Seth Rollins from the interview where he said, you're a cancer, don't come back from the rumble. Yeah. The yeah, I was like, whoa, that's, that's spicy. I'm not yeah. even not, I'm that spicy. Yeah. Um, but I think doing it on the show, Ollie was talking about on the Survivor Series review that all the stuff he said about WWE and AEW made it this feel hypocritical. And I completely mm. understand that as well. That's why I'm like, don't do it. Don't, mm. I mean, also, WWE are the leaders. They don't need to take shot at the secondary. Absolutely. Don't punch down. Yeah. Mention it. I absolutely think Seth Rollins should mention it. Yeah. You 100%. screwed over my best mate. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. even need to mention Moxie by name. Yeah. But Punk shouldn't. I think that's the distinction. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Oli Rodriguez Dolman said, sorry for the waffle boys, but I don't know how I feel about Punk anymore. As a Punk fan, it feels uh, like he's lost himself. The hypocrisy is horrendous in this promo. He says he's back because he loves the fans, but at the very end, he says he's back to make bank. Um, Oli spoke about this on the Russell Talk News episode today because he did a full dissection of mm. Punk's promo. And he was saying like, this is all a way to set up a heel turn. Like mm. all of the, the faux babyface stuff yeah. is all a mask for... I'm here to make money. And mm. that's what he said at the end. It's Which that so line. Real. That line is him being like, this is my actual motivation. This yeah. is where we're going. And but that also, is totally fair. But also, I think that's, that's you, you, it's not waffle. You're hitting the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. This is the very core of it, the crux of it. As a punk fan, it feels like he's lost himself. This idea of, I don't know how I feel about punk at this moment. All of this conversation about mm-hmm. what happens with the next walkout. He can't afford, he doesn't get another comeback. Mm. He had that comeback with AEW. He had, whereas Cody could have a comeback in AW. Like, mm-hmm. Cody could Absolutely. finish his run with WWE, go back to AEW. Punk doesn't get another shot at this. Unless this goes brilliantly, this is Punk's last dance. You know, not to put too fine a point on it. Mm. Um, so, yeah. 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 I mean, tune in to watch the car crash, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, Mighty Elk said, simply put, this isn't CM Punk anymore, it's CM Pop. 
He's not the rebel, the outcast, the anarchy. He's just another middle-aged sports entertainer that's cashing in on his name. The special attraction will die down quickly. Unless you use everything you just said for the character. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to see. Because, this, like I said, said before, this feels like old CM Punk. Yeah. And it feels like nothing has changed. When mm. everything has changed, mm. I want to see the change now. Uh, JP said Punk is my favourite wrestler I also hate WWE <laughs> I watched Raw last night thinking that it may get me to start watching again I won't be watching again I don't know if it's because it's three hours or it's just not a good show AEW has its problems but it's miles better in my opinion it's a whole other conversation to have oh, yeah. about the production styles and we had a little oh, yes. bit within the, in the office today we were talking to Tempest about uh, Tempest and I were, were like old men with whiskey and cigars mm. talking about the good old days yes. of production styles and standard definition and the stuff like this um, a whole other conversation about three hours and the, and the pacing of it and you know we'll talk about it with Tag Team Turmoil in a second but like I promise we will review Raw. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a it's a fair comment. Uh, uh, there are issues I have with AEW's production, mm. you know? Um, Same. The, there's almost like two sides of it. There's the punk element of it. And then there's, if you don't like WWE, this episode of Raw was never going to convince you. No, And I don't think not. that was their intent. No. You Let have Bartlett to like WWE. Bartlett. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Kajimoto said, six-year podcast And even listener. then, by the way, yeah. I like WWE, and I struggle sometimes oh, yeah. with, the, with the production. Crikey. Kajimoto said, six-year podcast listener, first-time live viewer and ultra chatter. Uh, really cool to see you guys in the video package for Punk's Return. Oh, we, we, no, we didn't, we didn't, didn't that do one. that one We'll right. try again next time. Yeah, but just not particularly into Punk being back. He's like the abusive ex that comes back just as soon as you moved on. Mm. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike the Jeweler said Punk is an effing sellout Sorry my mother uh, <laughs> His return seven years from the ring seemed genuine This just seemed like this is from, from spite The voice of the voiceless is now a shill He needs to go away Very generous uh, alpha chat there From Mike the Jeweler, thank you so much it's, it's also pertinent And the thing is, everyone's right Yes, yes Like everyone's right And that's it Yeah, That's it that, that, That's just what it is <laughs> Like everybody who has feelings about this is absolutely right uh, Mr. Eli Mack said Hey gents, when Punk returned I felt shocked and indifferent After talking with a friend The thing I'm most intrigued by with the return Is the future of WWE stories I can only see this thing going to Rollins Punk at Mania And I don't know how I feel about it And that's their job Yeah Their job is to let you know how to feel about it Yeah And their job is to get it right And patience is how to do that to the Moon Cameron said, uh, Hi guys, love the pod. I'll keep it short. Punk's promo was not up to his standards, but I can see the seeds they're planting. Otherwise, a fine episode of Raw popped hard when I saw you guys' reaction in the package. Also, wrestle talk to WWE confirmed. Mm. You know it. Uh, are there more Punk ones? Probably. I've not refreshed in a while. Uh, also, since Luke isn't here to say it, was the end of it to the Moon Cameron. Stop trying to break up Imperium. I'll say it. Don't you worry. Yeah. That that one wasn't on there when I refreshed. <laughs> Stop trying to break up Imperium. God damn it. Uh, TWJP said Punk is in his bootlicker era. I've changed. I'm home. I know it's surreal to see him back in WWE, but this is far from the voice of the voiceless. Less than six months ago, we were criticizing him in AEW. All hail the new voice of the voiceless, Dan Layton. I would argue currently I'm the voiceless of the voiceless. <laughs> hey, very good. <laughs> Uh, Patrick Eddy said hey guys a couple of things I just thought of number one CM Punk says uh, now how he's home then saying he's here to make money felt contradictory two why isn't Drew also furious at Sammy he beat him down too three is Punk winning the world title enough to make it feel important uh yes yes, yes. We said that at the same time twice That's... <laughs> he's a megastar We're, we are masters of if CM timing. Punk enters your company after all this time and wants that belt, I'm sorry, that says it's a big belt. It says it's yeah. worth trying to win. That's true. Yeah. 
Uh, Andy Madrid, this is the last one, and then we're going to actually get into reviewing more after this. Andy Madrid said, I love the chaos of pro wrestling. It's one of my favorite things. So Punk cutting his heartfelt I'm home promo is somehow more chaotic and hectic than a hard-hitting shoot promo. I was laughing like a crazy person watching, and I loved it. AJ in the Rumble. Yeah. I mean, I'd love that. AJ might not want to. And I think that's something that we can... I I don't like linking a a woman to her husband all the time. For sure. But she was mentioned in the promo. She was mentioned in the promo, and I think it was a really great thing to do yeah um and it was and it was lovely to hear her get some flowers there it's lovely to see her get flowers if she wants to show up at the rumble why not yeah absolutely. why not we'll get into the rest of your alpha chats here later on but first we must review raw simply must 45 minutes into this show this was but let's be honest this is what people were here for why i stayed up yeah so my dolce gusto machine ragged So, this show began with Randy Orton mm-hmm. making his return to Raw, and this was full babyface Orton. Oh, huge. This wasn't straight man from RK Bro Orton. This was, I'm here to have a good time, babyface Orton. Um, he was out high-fiving the fans, he signed someone's figure, and he came out and he was like, oh man, you guys are great, you're awesome, etc. I think that's my least favorite version of Orton. That's fair. Not saying it's bad, necessarily. Probably my least favorite version. Though. It's 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 not dissimilar to the Punk Return. It's bland babyface needs to get a thanks I'm yeah. back moment. Yeah, you know. Um, and I thought we were getting somewhere a little bit more spicy, a little bit more intrigue, which then got dampened later. But it's fine. He said he had unfinished business with the Bloodline, and he's got receipts coming to all of the Bloodline. And when he says every member of the Bloodline, he means every member of the Bloodline. And I'm like, ooh, Jey Uso's on Raw. That's that's fun. That's intriguing. That's exciting. That's good. Um, and he says they're going to be in the form of an RKO. Rhea Ripley comes out and says the landscape's changed. You don't need to be worrying about the bloodline anymore. They're bad. The Judgment Day, we're great. And we're the most dominant force in WWE now. And he's made enemies uh, because of that. The crowd started chanting for an RKO. And Randy said, Daddy's back. Great line. Big oh, fan. I mean, flood my basement. Like, <laughs> Beefed up Randy Orton saying, Daddy's home. Yeah. Christ. Yep. Uh, and uh, Rhea Ripley saying that uh, he has then made Judgment Day his enemy. Uh, uh, JD and Dom attacked Randy. He obviously didn't RKO to JD McDonough because what else is JD McDonough going to do apart from take moves? <laughs> oh, and he took that DDT later on in the night with Oof. quite a plumb, didn't he? With gusto, yeah. yes. Uh, and it was made for the main event, Randy versus Dom. Uh, this segment was fine. Yeah, I mean, I was... Uh, imagine being glad to see Randy Orton in a show opener. Crazy. Right. I, but I was glad and I was yeah, happy, was I was happy nice. that he got that moment because, you know, there was all that conversation about his return and that War Games match, which, by the way, I thought the last, I watched it back, the last 15 minutes of that Randy Orton, of that um, War Games match mm. was, I think, brilliantly done. Mm. I think really great from yeah. basically from Domin- Dominic's entrance. Yeah. Um, so I was glad that he got that moment. His return was the other story. Um, the the crowd chant of the RKO and his little back and forth with three was brilliant. It's going to take me a hot second to get used to seeing him do the RKO without wincing mm. because backs are precious <laughs> like, sure are yep yeah uh, after that we had a backstage segment with Alpha Academy the Creeds and the New Day and then recording artist Jelly Roll multi-platinum selling recording artist Jelly Roll we haven't heard that phrase since right? Slam. that's true yeah uh, and then also our if everyone is a multi-platinum recording artist is anyone a multi-platinum recording artist yeah. I think I might be yeah it, almost definitely yeah uh, then our truth came in yep and that was that, pretty much. There yep. was some comedy. Yep. Bit of comedy. Welcome to Raw. 
Yep. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. We then had a tag team turmoil match, yes. a gauntlet match, if you will, for the number one contendership for the tag team titles, which started off with Alpha Academy, who was represented by Otis and Akira Tazawa, taking on DIY. Uh, DIY, uh, I'll just go through all of the, yep. the whole match first, yeah. and then we'll talk about it. DIY uh, uh, pinned Tazawa to progress on. They then faced Indu Share, who haven't been seen in God knows how long, uh, and Gargano rolled up Veer pretty quickly um, to get the win on that one. Then it was the Creeds that came out, and the Creeds beat DIY here, and they had the next leg of the, the story. Because you had the first couple bits being about DIY, then you had the next leg being about the Creeds. Creeds beat DIY, it was a fun little match, I enjoyed it. Then you had the Creeds versus New Day, another great little bout, also enjoyed this. Creeds got the win, went on to the last bit, which was against Imperium. And again, a really fun story. I liked the Creeds having their comeback. There was a really unfortunate spot where Julia slipped on what would have been a really impressive spot of the leap up to the top rope, but they recovered really well, made it work. The Creeds won, so now they're number one contenders. I thought this was really good in building up the Creeds, which is the point. And it's a shame that they didn't have a better crowd because the crowd were dead for a lot of this. They yeah. came alive at the end. And then they from silence they started chanting this is awesome i was like make your mind up um but i still think overall this was a thumbs up this did what it needed to do i mean the creeds are awesome like they're so good the brutus ball is amazing mm -hmm. julius just like he, like hauling these big men around so all over good. the place there was a bit where he had johnny gargano on his shoulders and he's just I'll just get you wherever I want you. Yeah. There's a bit where he slipped but just did a standing vertical leap to the top rope to yeah. fix it. Yeah. Like they're amazing. My problem with this match is that like I think a gauntlet match is is uh can be incredible. It's what mm -hmm. got us Kofi Mania. Absolutely. Right? So you have to plot it right. They could the crowd were there for certain moments. Mm. This is awesome somehow. Out yeah. of nowhere was one of them. Um maybe they pressed the button on the on the Yeah, maybe this is awesome dot wav. But um there's a a real knack to uh, peaks flow, and troughs right? and the waves of the match yeah and i think it was in, in the ordering for mm. me uh they had a lot of the teams that we really wanted to see do well too early on mm. so like alpha academy and diy i think was a mistake i think in to share an alpha academy and you can have a moment to because i don't think it made any of them look good other than the creeds i think alpha academy and into share otis can have a go against the two big guys but Tazawa's tiny he's gonna get squashed by the two big guys and then they're out. Mm -hmm. And then you have DIY come out or 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 the Creeds come out and they're defeating the share. Ultimately, they wanted to, to have Creeds win it. And had I known that, my order would have changed because I was writing my order on the fly. Mm -hmm. I would have had the Creeds defeating the share and have it be a big moment. But it's taken them out because they're new kids on the block. DIY take out the Creeds. DIY take out the New Day. Imperium come out and sneak a win over the over mm. the, over DIY. We had an Imperium Judgment Day match. Well, because I, I'm I think we'll leave. That's that's when it's it's two heels and it's a mistake. That's when my brain wasn't you. It was sure. early in the morning. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think I think it's all in the the order, and I think they got the order a bit wrong mm. to to really get the crowd on side. Yeah, the creeds though, fire, and I love seeing them get these mm -hmm. get these opportunities. I think at the very least, while it may not have been perfect, I think they did what they needed to in making the creeds look good. Yeah, coming out. Yeah, of this, absolutely, which that. is great. Yeah, which was also set up in the next backstage segment. I love this little thing. It's a tiny little detail, but I'm gonna point it out because I love it. Uh, there was a, a backstage segment with the Judgment Day. Finn Balor walks in mm -hmm. and says, hey, guys, I just got done watching the Creeds. They're the real deal. We can't underestimate them. And I'm like, good. Mm. People treating the next challenges like a serious threat and being like, oh, geez, yeah, we might be in trouble here. Just puts them up that little bit more. Yeah. It's a tiny little detail, but it really helps sell it to the, the fact that, yeah, the Creeds are a genuine threat. They mm. should be worried. It's like, 
Yes, do that more, please. Yeah, that was great. Um, but that was only one very small part of this segment because Judgment Day were backstage. Damien Priest is just looking off into the distance. And Rhea and Finn comes in and be like, hey, guys, we've we got a problem with the creeds, blah, blah, blah. So isn't that right, Priest? And Priest is just not responding, looking off. Priest is like, oh, what? And like he was he was off in thought. He's saying, like, look, I know you guys obviously have something to say, something to, say to me. I was, I was put as the leader of the War Games match, and I got pinned, and I know it didn't go to plan, so come on, spit it out. What do you got to say to me kind of thing? And Rhea and Balor are just like, no, you're totally fine, dude. Like, it happens. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Sure, you were the leader. Didn't go to plan. It's one loss. We'll bounce back. We're a family. This happens. It's fine. Just no sweat, man. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he kind of relaxed. He was like, okay, yeah, we're fine then. Great. And then they go and check on JD McDonough because that RKO hurt his neck. Mm. Poor him. Um, I love this. Yeah. This is great. Mm. Uh, because that's exactly what people who are secretly upset about the loss would say. But also, they could just totally be genuine. And mm. Priest is just in his own head about this whole thing. Because I think if there is going to be any more dissension and stuff about it, it's just going to play on Priest's insecurities that he now has because he doesn't feel like he's good enough to be that leader of Judgment Day that he said he was. I mean, that and that could play into the Creed taking the titles off him. Right? You know, I, yeah. think, I think you need to take the titles off Judgment Day at some point, and it needs to be fairly soon. I would say Creed's are a good shout. And, and you know, I messed up here as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe at some point it is, yeah, we can't keep you messing up. Yeah. And all this dissension in the Judgment Day comes from you kind of thing. There was a lot of wrinkles in this. It was very interesting. I love it. I love this sort of character work. When you just have interesting characters who are defined interacting, mm. you just automatically tell stories. It's just mm-hmm. how it works. It's so good. Uh, Cody Rhodes then came out for a promo in the ring. Whoa, etc. Yikes, um, they were, he was over. Oh, so over. He was over. Yeah. Talk about stars. Jesus. Uh, he came out and said he won war games. That meant a lot to him because it was his dad's match cries during promos uh that is the the 2023 prediction uh for on the three count episode from the tail end of 2022 when they were doing predictions for uh mm. wwe in 2023 the three words were cries during promos yeah. for cody rhodes they did it, it is hey, Here he's, it done is. It. he's done it a lot you know um he then announced himself he said hey guys look war games was great and all and I, i'm really glad I, I won in my dad's match and everything you guys know me you guys know my story you know there's only one way for me to go which is why I'm going to be the first person to announce myself for the 2024 Royal Rumble. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Get the hype going for the Rumble now. And this is a minor bit. I had to take this out of my review because I'd overwritten for my uh, edited review earlier, but I had to take out a few sections. But one bit I love, you could make the argument that Cody like gets a bye because he won last year's Rumble yeah. or whatever. I would love for them to do qualifying matches for the Rumble. It's they have time between now and the Rumble to do a lot of them. I wish they did more of it. Like, I've not thought about that. Qualifiers for the Rumble, qualifiers for Money in the Bank. Just do them. Mm. They just make things better. Because it, it, there is a part of you where you're like, can I just say that? I, can I yeah. announce that can I'm I in the Rumble? Can I just announce? I'll have a go. Yeah. Like, you know. And, and like I said, you can totally clear this to be like, Adam Pearce gave me authority because I won last yeah. year. I, I'm, all, I'm already in. Makes sense. That's fine. But like... I feel like a lot of people should be qualifying for it. And I want them to not take that away because qualifiers just make everything better. Or at least have the the GMs sort of be like, you know, your work's been really impressive to me. I mm. want to give you an opportunity. You're going to be in the room. I've, I've, I've mm. got 15. Aldous has 15. Yeah. I picked you kind of thing. Mm. Like have there be a narrative reason that they're in it other than yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm in it kind of thing. Yeah. You also, within that, you do need to create space for your nostalgia returns and your surprises and all that stuff. For sure. So you can't give away the, the ghost too much. But I mean, that is, that is interesting. Yeah. And I, and I do like that they are, there was a there was that weird graphic that went around on Twitter that was like, WWE going to be building to the Rumble over the next two months. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. 
that's the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, what a surprise. Yeah. Breaking news kind of thing. Yeah. But I like that they're going to take the time over it. And, mm-hmm. and you know, within that, and as we got in this segment, little stories here and there that will, mm-hmm. you know, tide us over. So then... Cody gets interrupted by the lights coming out Ooh. and then spotlight and then video promo. It's Shinsuke Nakamura. He's revealed who was talking about the entire time and it was Cody Rhodes, which I'm sure is what everyone wanted. Um, cool. He showed up and he did a bit of red mist. I'm a Cody's simple face. boy. I see mist. I pop. I it's love fair. the mist. I'm a big fan. Um, and these matches are going to be, well, I'm these matches are going to be good. Shinsuke's character work has been brilliant. Mm-hmm. Over the since this, since this turn and starting to do the promos in Japanese, the videos have been great. The in-ring work has been at a level that I think he knows is kind of phoning it in. Yeah. If I'm if I may, and it's very bold of me to say that as a weedy little guy sitting in London, but I think we know Shinsuke Nakamura is capable of better than the work that he's been putting in. Is he now? I think he is. Yeah. I I hope so. I don't know. I don't know whether he he has. It and if anymore, there's yeah. anybody who's going to be able to pull it out of him and deliver on this potentially very corny thing, it's the king of corny who manages to stay over even in spite of it all. It's Cody Rhodes. Yeah, that's valid. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would like to see Shinsuke have a feud where he can win because the feud with Alpha Academy did not count like a proper feud. Yeah, where he that's, could that's where he could one. win something big. Yeah. That would be good for him. Because um, I don't see that here. Two losses to sell. Absolutely not. He's not he's yeah. not gonna beat Cody anytime soon. Uh we then had Bronson Reed versus Ivar. Yep. Big beefy boys. I said, I'm excited, please Triple don't B's. Yeah, I said, I'm excited, please don't be bad. And it wasn't bad. Nope. Wasn't it ended a bit early in my in my book, but they're building to something. Yeah. So this ended in a double count out. Boo hiss, etc. We mm-hmm. don't like double count outs. But there was a couple of good spots in here. They did the big... Ivar missed his big moonsault. Uh, Bronze Room was going to go for the tsunami. Distraction by Valhalla. Valhalla gets kicked out. They brawl on the outside. Death Valley drive it into a barricade. And I was oh, like, oh my God. His head. I was like, oh Christ. Um, but then it goes into a into a double count out. But then they just carry on. Yeah. Ivar grabs a chair, whacks him with it. They brawl through the crowd. Security guards come out. They throw security guards at each other. Brilliant. <laughs> um, uh, Ivar gets up on this big crate and does this huge senton off the, off the top. And I was like... Yes, this is what I wanted from the match. Amazing. Yeah. So if they're going to do that again, good. Give me more of that bit. Like the post-match stuff is what I want to see from these two. Uh, great. Also, Jason Jordan was there, so it's a five out of five show. I'm I mean, taking over the Luke role of Pete Williams, but I'm changing it to Jason Jordan. That's absolutely fair, because yeah. my, my version of that is Molly Holly. Yeah, that's um, I feel like uh, something that was happening before the draft was this Bronson Reed, Bobby Lashley thing where they just basically started a match and then they started brawling all over the place. Mm. And I loved it. Mm. And I wanted, I want to take what I wanted to happen there and put it here, which is like, they start brawling all over the place. So they get double count outs. Well, we'll put them in a cage and then I want them to break the cage. Yeah. And then I want it to be like, well, sod it. Have a false count anywhere match. Yeah. I want that to be the sort of build mm-hmm. with these two. Oh, sod, put them in, put the boat on the round the ring again. Yeah. And I yeah, love yeah. the Viking rules. Oh, give it, give it to me. Ivar has has been brilliant. Yeah. Um, I love that they've given him this opportunity. You know, Eric's injury was uh, incredibly serious when you're a tag team. They do sort of write you off. So it's great that they've been able to keep him going. Mm. I think he's been doing some brilliant work. I think Bronson Reed is doing some brilliant work. Uh, you're right about the match. It's where I sort of got up and made a fish finger sandwich while mm. I was watching out the corner of my eye. But then the second they started brawling all over the ring, I'm like, here we go. Yes, exactly. here we go. Yeah. Uh, we then had Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler backstage. Shayna Baszler saying that Zoe, don't worry, Zoe, you've you've been here like six months. You'll get another shot at the title. Don't worry. 
Nia Jax then comes in and laughs at her, and Zoe says, hey, let's have a fight. And they say, all right. Mm-hmm. All the positioning of these promos, I think, is one of my least favorite like, production the, bits. When they're where they're standing, oh, and, I hate it. Yeah, the way they're facing, like Nia's facing here and Zoe's over here. Like you're not talking to her; mm. you're talking to the camera. It's my least favorite thing. Yeah. like I hate when they don't act like people. Yeah. Anyway, no, it's fair. It's 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 again, um, it's, it's part of what the the chatter earlier on who said something about not being a WWE fan and not liking right. the production style. Yeah. It's kind of it. It's like, that, that's, right? that's a part of it. Yeah. Uh, we then had uh, this little compilation video of people reacting to CM Punk's return. And uh, yeah, there might have been a couple of people on that. Who knows? Um, and then uh, Judgment Day were backstage and R-Truth was there. And he got sugar and cream all over the sofas. He was eating Jelly Rolls because Jelly yes, Roll because was jelly a rolls multi-platinum thing. selling recording artist. Jelly Roll was in the audience. You see him. Yes. Because he's from Nashville. I think JD McDonough said, I'll take care of truth as well. He did, yes. Yeah. He did. Great. Um, <laughs> I'm Truth re- is funny. I don't love the segments, but he delivers the lines quite well. His business of like, they were like, it was two days ago. I yeah. like, oh, did you win? How did I do? Like, the like it's just stupid. I, and it popped me. I think he has a certain brand of comedy that I really like in certain situations. Mm, that's a good, great point. not too much. Yes, very that. Very because I could go. I could this time it worked. Yeah. Next week it might not. Yeah, and I do think this segment was funnier than the other one. Yep. With, yeah. With the the tag teams and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'll give him that. Uh, we then had Nia Jax versus Zoe Stark, and Nia Jax won. <laughs> and I'm not sure why. Yeah, I had to watch this match I back because I... I was too busy buzzing from being on telly <laughs> that I like with my, my apologies to Nia and Zoe. I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> like, but so I watched it back, and yeah, that is kind of how it went down. Yeah, I. And it was with a bad finish as well. Like that Annihilator that they're calling it now. Bonsai drop. Yeah. I, it just looked bad. It yeah. Just, it looked like she just stood. When you she are She grazed a, her with her bum. When, <laughs> which is in kind of contrast to the Molly go round that Tegan Knox did later that nearly, oh, yeah. <laughs> nearly flattened Chelsea Green and Curran off. Um, I, when you're a bigger wrestler, this is one of the things I learned when I was training when I was like 14 or whatever, you need to know how to carry yourself. Mm-hmm. Humongous is the, the Brit rest guy from that era who was the one showing me how this is done. You really need to know how to carry yourself in the ring to make these things look good. Um, and she hasn't really got that, mm. which is odd. Because I think she's done well in this return, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Comparatively speaking. Yeah, broadly absolutely. speaking. Um, I think, she's, I think she's, she's great at just screaming things like, oh, Zoe Stark, so shut up. Like, yeah. I love all of that stuff. Like, she went down and told Michael Cole to shut up. Yeah. The work isn't is baggy. Yes, agreed. Yes, um, Zoe's great. Love Zoe Stark. Mm-hmm. Big she fan. Did, she did pretty well. I think she yeah. did a good job at the pay per view. Yep. Um, and you, Shayna's right. Yeah, she's got another she shot. We then had Imperium were backstage with Gunther, and Gunther comes up and he's like, "Sort out the DIY issue." I'm not 100 percent sure what the deal didn't play into any of the tag match earlier. No, would have been something to. That's what Whatever. I mean by my ordering. Of yeah. It. Like, you know, Imperium, I think that would have been better. DIY. Yeah. Because uh, that's the feud that we've got. Mm. So the idea of this tag team turmoil continuing that feud, that's why even though heel versus heel makes no kind of sense, mm. the idea of Imperium stealing the win off DIY, mm-hmm. getting the tag titles off the Judgment Day somehow, and then denying DIY for a while until DIY get the, the win, that's yeah. what we've been building to. Yeah. That's why it confused me a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. 
Uh, we then had Ludwig and Vinci infighting. Yeah. So it wasn't Gunther being annoyed at either one of them at this Ooh. point. He was kind of a little bit annoyed at both of them, and they were annoyed at each other. Should we do it in unison? Stop, stop trying to break up no, Imperium. I said stop breaking up Imperium. Yeah. Stop trying to break up Imperium. We, yes, we did the unison that, one before, so. Yeah, we already we already yeah. used our, our allotted slot for this one. But then the Miz came in. Yeah, he did. There's my boy. And he said, hey, Gunther, <laughs> I should fight you again. And Gunther was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, you fought well at Survivor Series, and you can say you belong mm. in that ring. Just not in a ring with me. Please don't do a rematch. They're going to do we a We don't need to see it. No, we don't. They're We've seen do one. the match. You can't do that match any better. It this was is, fine. This is the trope, though. It's been the tropes in Sheamus, which is that I nearly had you. Can I have another go? And then they give <laughs> yeah. another go. And yeah. it's Chad Gable had it. Yeah. You know, like, they're all having a, another go. Yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Second match is on the way gonna be worse no i agree it doesn't one. need to be it doesn't need to be there oh, yeah. well maybe be, maybe it will be fine because this one wasn't the five star match maybe the next one will yeah. be. well we have already gone over time but we need to talk okay. about this seth rollins segment because here's you because yeah. this is interesting i like this a lot seth rollins comes out and people will start doing the whoa but then cm punk cm punk cm punk chants that start growing and growing and growing and then he starts encouraging me like yep come on Get it out your system. Come on, do the CM Punk chants. And then he says that I don't want to spend another ounce of energy on someone that doesn't matter. Yeah. So why don't we stop talking about him, mm. this hypocrite, and why don't we talk about this belt that I've got? Mm -hmm. So there's a little, a little tease of hopefully of things to come. And what I found so... It was excellent crowd work from him here, like responding to them and... I mean, Christ, they hit different now, don't they? Because mm. for the longest time, CM Punk chant was equivalent to boring. Yes. It was this idea of like, we're trying to interrupt your show because we don't like what you're giving us. It was so different here. This, These chants were, we want this. We yeah. want you. Because we've all seen the clip mm -hmm. of him screaming at him, being yeah. held back by Michael Cole. And if you wanted to sign that it was a work, there's your sign. <laughs> um, but like, there's also a good-natured tone to them because when Seth gave them what they wanted, which was that great line of, I ain't going to spend a second longer on that hypocrite, mm -hmm. they stopped. Yeah. And they chanted his music again. Because that's what they wanted him to say. That was it, right? Because of the list of stars that they've built. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rollins says that he spoke with Adam Pearce about his next challenger, but before he can say who it is, here comes Drew McIntyre. Now, Drew here, I love this. Because Drew here comes out and says, look, Judgment Day promised me Jey Uso in a cage. I did not get Jey Uso in a cage. I didn't get my hands on him. They let me down. Mm. And look, there, we had this whole thing at Crown Jewel, and I knew there was a moment where I could beat you. But compassion took over. I thought about your daughter backstage and you having to tell her that the, the title reign was over. And I hesitated for a moment and you took advantage and you slapped me in the face and blah, blah, blah. And he was saying, look, my compassion is gone now. I know what I need and I need that belt. I, I need another rematch with you. And it was it was fiery. And you could tell, like, you know, the compassion's gone now and stuff like that line. Feels a bit heelish, but it was delivered in very much in a babyface way. Mm. And Seth says, yeah, you totally have earned a rematch. It's just a couple of people who I think have earned awesome. a rematch a bit more than you. Which was a great way to reveal that the challenger for the belt next time is Jay Uso. Mm. And Drew was like, all right, I need to I need to work my way back here. Who is it that you're facing? Seth's like... Well, it's Jey Uso, and Drew just loses it, oh. and he just snaps it, and he heads butt Seth, and he goes, this is so personal, like, I beat Jey Uso two weeks ago, you know I'm in front of the line. 
which he's right about. Mm-hmm. He's right. He should be further ahead of the line than Jay. And he just beats up Seth. Jay comes out and he and Seth stand tall. And he, I love this battle of light and dark in Drew. I love this idea that the light side of him just knows, just get the title. It's the most important thing. Work your way back up to the belt because that's what you deserve. You're Drew McIntyre you're great. Work for it and get the belt back because you know you can. And the dark side is like, Jay Uso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my mother. Yeah. Like, that's his entire thing is just being consumed by his hatred for Jay Uso for that moment of like the bloodline taking away that moment for him. And it's just consuming the whole part of him to just be like, I don't want to care about Jay Uso. I'm just going to go after the belt. Jay's there oh, and he just loses it and he can't control himself when he starts thinking about Jay Uso. I love this character dynamic. It's so good. It was an excellent segment yeah everything from the moment seth came out and this is where i sort of realized how this show was like the raw after mania was uh about a sneeze worth of matches and segments that were complete bobbins this was like matches that didn't really matter mm. but a load of segments that felt absolutely fire and that's where i come back to triple h's whole thing about laying the table setting things up for the next period of time because this gave me an awful lot of that it was the play setting and this segment is kind of the microcosm of the whole thing where Drew McIntyre comes out, first of all, that line about him having too much compassion. That's an excuse, Drew. Mm-hmm. You said you were making excuses. That is an excuse, Ben. Yep. Then, you know, I've got no one to blame. Jey Uso gets in front of me. I'm really cross about it. Like this whole thing. Jey Uso lost to Drew McIntyre, but they won war games. Mm-hmm. So he technically, beat, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a victory there. There's an argument um, to be made. And, and then um, what I loved as well was that when Drew did go with that headbutt, God, it looked vicious, and he caught the side of the belt with him, didn't he? So he gave himself a little cut on the head, which made that look way more vicious than it was. So good. Yeah, he, he headbutted him so hard, he had, and he didn't like patch it up or anything before mm. he did his next segment. Yeah. Um, I just loved it. Yeah. I loved all of this. This character is brilliant, this kind of slow burn thing, whether or not the you know, reports about him being angry about multiple things is shoot or work Mm -hmm. that's part of what we were talking about right at the beginning of the show all the layers of this Mm -hmm. whether it matters or not whether it is i like the fact that i don't know i i can only judge it on the work that i see on television and drew's work here is brilliant it's this is such good stuff and um (laughs) yeah and and it i want to tune in and see what happens in that match next week is Mm -hmm. is drew going to interfere is he not going to interfere i don't know like yeah it was great stuff and not only that match, because yep. it's Rollins versus Jay for the belt next week, but also we then had a backstage segment where Sami Zayn calls out Drew mm-hmm. and is like, look, what are you doing? You are Drew pissing McIntyre. You are so tall and so big and you have everything going for you and you're acting like a spoiled brat. Like, I get you're disappointed about, what? Well, did you almost win the Universal title in front of your hometown, in front of your family, and then you didn't win? Yeah, same. same. Like, everything that you've been through, You've been a world champion in this company. I never have. Like, everything that you've been through, I've been through it 10 times more. Yet I always get up and dust myself off and I keep moving forward because I know my end goal is the world title. Stop acting like a spoiled brat. And Drew, again, kind of going back to that light side of him, was like, yep, you know, you're right. I think I need to take my own advice. I need to take your advice. I need to start working my way back up to the title. So I'm going to speak to Adam Pearce and I'm going to get a match next week with you. I was like, yes. It's the, it's the light and the dark. It's so good. It's the light side of him being like, I'm going to work back to the title. And the dark side of him being like, yeah, but screw you. Screw this guy yeah, first. Yeah, this guy first. And it's just this, this like dynamic and this yeah. contrast between him. It's so, so good. I love it. And this is why I'm erring on the side of don't rip up your plans. 
because mm. this stuff is so good. Mm. This material is brilliant. The question when this world title was brought out underneath that velvet little blanket that they had mm. was, how do you make this feel like a title that's worth it? Like, this just feels like a consolation prize. Mm. That's been the uphill struggle they've been dealing with ever since. Sami Zayn and, and Drew McIntyre. struggling with it. Well, this is what I'm saying. Mm. Sami Zayn and Drew McIntyre in this promo have done more to try and make that feel like a prize worth winning than Seth Rollins' entire reign so far. And that's not Seth Rollins' fault. He's not had an uphill fault. struggle. For some reason, the babyface Seth Rollins doesn't work for me as much as the ang ang angsty heelish mm -hmm. that we get. A we got a little glimpse mm -hmm. of. That's why I want him versus Punk. Yeah. Um, they are making it feel like something that you just relentlessly go after and you don't take no for an answer and you fight you and you claw and you do everything you can to get yourself the next opportunity to get a world title mm -hmm. that one i want that one yeah you know um it's great stuff mm -hmm. it's great stuff don't don't put it in the bin just because punk's come back yeah. find a way to work him into it yes that's the yes. thing yeah i i agree with that one uh we then had uh women's tag team title match mm -hmm. of tegan Knox and natalia versus piper niven and Chelsea Green. Uh, Piper Niven won this match. It was quite quick, uh, but Piper Niven won this match essentially by herself. Yeah. Like, Chelsea Green got taken out on the outside, but then she hit, like, a senton from the apron down to the outside and hit that big uh, diving crossbody mm -hmm. onto Tegan Knox um, for the win. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was completely fine. The um, There wasn't a lot to it. No. Um, it was... Uh, I, I'm, uh, the, the working on the division. Yeah. You know? And it was kind of like, at this point in the show, I'm checking my watch. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting to see when Punk's coming back. Yeah. This is another thing. The matches don't really matter mm -hmm. on this show. I thought there was some good stuff. I love seeing Tegan get more time in the ring. That um, Molly go round she did where she nearly cut uh, Chelsea Green in half was great. Uh, Piper Niven is great. Um, Natalia's yay to a completely dead crowd is hilarious. It will always be hilarious. Um, is, I physically withdrew into myself yeah. when she did it. <laughs> But Oof. I like Natalia as well. I think she's a, she's a good hand in the ring. Um, and I think using her in this kind of division is, is a strong idea or having her be the elder of the division is a good idea. Um, they're, they're working on it. But, yeah. but, you know, the crowd were dead. At this point, they wanted to see Punk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we then had a couple of backstage segments here. And this one kind of wound me up a little bit. Where Randy Orton is there and Jey Uso goes to find him. And I was like, here we go. Here's the direction for Randy Orton. We've got... Super babyface, I'm back, Orton. We've had the feel-good moment at Survivor Series. We've had the feel-good promo. We're probably going to have the feel-good main event, but here's the actual direction. And Randy's just like, yeah, I said every single member of the Bloodline, but you're not in the Bloodline now, right? So you're fine. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Because I didn't get any hints of him like being deceitful here or like, no. oh, I'm, oh, I'm actually going to beat you up. I'm just not going to tell you. Yeah. It was just like, look, I've been watching the show. Like, Cody respects you. Everybody I respect respects you. And that's mean, that means a lot. So, you know, we're cool, man. Don't you worry about it. And like, they moved on. And I was like, oh, to me, it just feels like that's them tying up a loose end to being like, well, we don't have to reference that anymore because they've made up rather than this is an intriguing story arc we're going to tell. And I was like, well, that feels like there's so much left on the table with that. Mm. feels like there is a lot here. And especially with Randy setting up earlier, I mean every single member of the bloodline, and then going, yeah, but not you. It's like, okay, it just feels a bit. Oh, I was excited for the drama. You know? I, yeah, I I can understand that reading of it. For me, it was that he sort of said like, I have a problem with the bloodline, but you're not in the bloodline, are you? And he's like, no. Well, then we're cool. And for me, it was more of a part of Jay's story than it was anything to do with Randy's story, mm. which is that. Jay's constant battle is trying to prove to everybody that he's turned over a new leaf. Mm -hmm. And um, 
at some point in the future, maybe something will come up where it's like, oh, are you still in the bloodline or not? Mm. Like, make a choice. So it's, it's a thing to point back to at some point later rather than a, a moment for now. But mm. I can kind of see why that would be frustrating because yeah. Bland Randy Orton is kind of, we've, we've done that a lot. Yeah, um, I, I thought there was going to be a bit more depth here, especially with like that moment at Survivor Series yeah. where he could have turned on Which Jay. Jay saved him and all that stuff like that dynamic and i was like oh how's this gonna play out and it was like it's playing out by them just going like hey i still think there's time you know yeah i hope but, so um, but i can see why i can see that yeah uh we then had becky lynch backstage mm-hmm. and said there's a couple of fights on the horizon one more pressing than the other and then left mm-hmm. what does that mean who knows mm. we'll find out um it felt like she was setting up something to do on this show and i was like but this show is nearly over i what know are you talking about I know. Uh, Maybe going to show up at NXT. I don't know. Like, what's Who the plan? Knows? What's yeah. the plan? Uh, then we have the main event of Dominic Mysterio versus Randy Orton, which was a perfectly fine match. Yep. It was a Randy Orton feel-good match. Yep. He just hit the notes. Jelly Roll was there, who shoved <laughs> Dom and JD, and it, that should have been a DQ, yep. but that's okay, I guess. Uh, Dom hit a six-one-nine, but they missed the splash, and Randy Orton hit the RKO, and he won. Mm. And that was it. I was watching my clock at this point absolutely um, i was like i don't give a point that much time yeah which which is part of uh the problem with booking the show the order they did it is that the second you know that the, t- the, the clock is ticking you're running out of time for punk and punk is why i'm here kind of mm-hmm. thing so that's where the ordering comes into question you maybe put him in a different place um so yeah match was good yeah it was it was, it was, it was great fine. yeah that's a tweet that was very funny that was like dominic mysterio is like the level 60 smackdown versus raw wrestler you you have a go against when you're playing a character you've not played in a while <laughs> yep. to see if you've still got it and yeah. it's like the 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 weird pinpoint accuracy of that mm-hmm. very funny it's so um but yeah like it, it was good uh, i'm intrigued tonight for you know they use it a, a little bit to hype nxt and wesley's whether mm-hmm. we win this fatal four-way yeah um that's gonna be great can't wait to watch that. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. And then we had the CM Punk segment that we've already spoken in depth about. Mm. Uh, and that was the show. Yeah. I thought overall this was like a four out of five show. I yeah. thought it was pretty good. Uh, I liked a lot of the direction out stuff. I got quite a lot out of the tag team turmoil match. I love the Seth and Drew stuff and the Sammy and, and Jey Uso and that all, all direction of the world heavyweight title picture. I'm intrigued by that. There's a lot of good building work done here. And I'm not writing off the CM Punk return right now. I didn't get that much out of it, but I'm not like, mm. well, it's dead in the water or anything like that. If CM Punk hadn't come back on Survivor Series, this would have been a proper thumbs up, no questions episode mm-hmm. of Raw. Uh, CM Punk coming back, if you were there to watch that moment, you probably think it was a big thumbs down. Mm. If you were there just to enjoy the ride and Triple H's, you know, chopping his ingredients so that you can start cooking, mm-hmm. you will have liked it, yeah. I think. It's that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with that said, uh, shall we see if we've got, have we got things? Oh, we got have, some ultra chats. Have, uh, well, not ultra chats. Oh, the, the, podcast the, the, the shout outs. Do we oh, have wait, any? that's for next month, isn't it? Uh, you might be right. It's, still it's the, end the end of the, November. It's the end of the month, right? Yeah. I don't know what happens anymore. My God, why can't I find anything? Yeah, it's, it's buried away, but I think we're good with the shout outs. What we're basically shout-outs. saying is if you subscribe to our Patreon, uh, where we have a plethora of uh, material we that do. you might want to take part in. We have uh, exclusive behind-the-scenes chats. We've got uh, uh, extended episodes of shows like Survival Series uh-huh. and No Hall's Board. We have uh, WrestleTalk Extra, where we take a show uh, from the archives, a, a wrestling show from the archives, and we do a proper deep dive into that show. It's a lot of fun. We've, we've an interesting few interesting ones, in fact. We did Survivor Series 2014. Mm. We did... Um, most recently we did that we've also done SummerSlam 2013 when we've started mm-hmm. to talk about you know Punk and, and uh, 
uh, and Lesnar and things like that. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff on that Patreon. You also, over a certain amount, get uh, your name read out on the podcast like this. Mm-hmm. We've done all of those for this month. We have indeed. So that was me trying to fill time. Patreon's great. Uh, and also, very soon, we're also going to be having Patreon-exclusive episodes of things that you know and love. Hello! For example, like maybe a TLC. Maybe, Hello! Maybe that'll be soon. You Who just knows? Wait. Um, but yes, so join the Patreon. Lots of stuff there. Let's get into the rest of your alpha chats, though. We are already way over time. Honestly, but for sorry. Raw, we're actually on time. We usually go long. No, Dan. You're always It's a three-hour show! Yeah. Condense your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Unless, it's, unless it's about hey, CM hey, Punk. Hey, In which case, don't. I was on television. You, don't, you can't so talk to me. Oh, yeah. So right. You can talk to me I like that. I can talk to you. Uh, let's get into the rest of your alpha chats here. Last chance to get those into WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Sin Jonesy said, CM Punk saying, I've changed reminds me so much of the South Park movie. Can't wait for someone to Photoshop his face on Saddam as a meme. I haven't seen the movie. No, me So neither. I don't get the reference, but I'm me assuming neither. it's not as spicy as it feels. Probably not, but it feels quite spicy. Yeah. Uh, Amy said, I wasn't initially on board with CM Punk coming back. Now that he's back, I'm interested to see where it goes. As the kids say, let them cook. Also, we're so excited to see you both in the CM Punk Return video package. Ryan Marshall said, I'm sure you'll hear this plenty, but it was awesome seeing the watch along make WWE's recap. As for Raw, my hands are going to be so sore after this. (laughs) As for Raw, Orton had a hell of an opening to the show. The Ivar Bronson match plus post-match was all the fun and some shine given to the tag teams. That was fun. I agree. Blake Whitehouse said, I'm sure Tempest is thinking this also, but Raw sure is stacked, isn't it? It's almost like the guy that didn't want to work Tuesdays in the prime of his career wants it to be the A-show again. Orton, Punk, Judgment Day, Cody, Gunther, Jay, sheesh. There definitely needs to be a rebalancing of some form. I yes. feel like when I'm looking at my roster and I'm like, Raw, 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 Smackdown, Smackdown, Raw, Raw, Raw. Like it's a, there's a lot of uh, balancing that needs to be done, mm-hmm. especially when their biggest star is not on television Absolutely. and probably won't be until the end of the year. He should just be a ban non-factor. Yeah. You know, he should just be like, ignore him. He's not going to be around all the time. Love that. <laughs> and, and we'll just stack the rosters even yeah. without him. Uh, HCB said, hi guys. One thing I noticed this role with Orton and Punk returning was that many people now feel like stars in WWE. Something that definitely wasn't the case even two years ago. Triple H's slow build and good stories have really paid off in creating a great roster. Side note, thanks for an amazing watch long party this weekend. I was the one who started those weapon chants. <laughs> Favorites include Sammy's got a door, Drew great. has got a sword, and EO's got a bin. Pete couldn't tell if you loved or hated them by the end. Oh, good question. Kevin says... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, it was great. Live the gimmick. Uh, Kevin says, when Randy came back on Saturday, I had fun. But when he opened the show and took time with fans, I got emotional. I grew yeah. up watching him. I'm happy he got to do this again. Him versus Roman could be very good for the Rumble. It's one we haven't seen. Mm. Uh... Kevin, we're trying to be professionals. We're not professionals. Well, I am is the funniest thing I've heard this weekend. What was that from? That, oh, was, was, that, that was me trying to say I'm like a professional broadcaster and you went, we're not professionals. And, and I was like, well, I'm trying. I am. <laughs> uh, it's the funniest thing I've heard this weekend. Booking my hotel for Royal Rumble watch party so I can be in the Dixie Carter debut video package. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. Sami Zayn is the best thing in the world. His promo gave me chills. I didn't actually mention that, but Sami's promo was so good. Oh, it was amazing. So convincing. Like, he is so full of fire, and I love it. There's a reason he's your favorite. Yeah. 
Drew's work was fantastic as well. I'd love to see these two in the World Heavyweight Championship match at Mania. Give Zayn the rumble. There was also a lot of conversation to piggyback off that point is that uh, there were a lot of people because they found out apparently just before they went out for war games and there was a lot of people being like oh they must feel like all their hard work has just been put in the, the bin and i'm like well this this episode was proof that it hasn't mm. and also it was proof that you just bring the fire and remind people why you're there in the first place mm-hmm. i think in in endeavor wwe in nick khan and triple h's wwe that level of commitment feels like it's being rewarded mm-hmm. i think uh, Anonymous said, with Punk and Orton's returns, who do you think will win the Rumble? And what do you think the men's world title match will look like at Mania? Honestly, I who don't knows? know. And that is really exciting. Don't you want to go into the Royal Rumble knowing that any one of the people could win it? Like, it's probably going to be Cody. But imagine if Cody gets a Shawn Michaels spot. You know, when he wanted to face Undertaker. He needs to get find any way to get to Mania. And he loses the Rumble. Yeah. And he loses Elimination Chamber. And he's like, I've got nothing. What yeah. do I do? Yeah. And he has to force his way. I don't know. Like, ruin Roman's life. Oh. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's something there. There's so much. Um, and that's the proof of the pudding is in the eating. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Something like that. Ket said, with Punk and Orton back along with Cody, Jay, and Sammy being some of the top faces of the company, who needs Roman? I'm so done with Roman after Mania. Let him drop the titles to Cody because WWE is doing great without him. I I kind of agree. I agree. I almost wanna I almost I almost wanna take the titles off him at Rumble. At Rumble? I, I want Punk to take Ooh. the title off him at Rumble. Ooh. And and it's Punk champion and Cody takes it off Punk. That's what I want. That's that's what I'd book. Interesting. Uh Tyrol Marcus said, uh, "With all uh, with all the problems in, in Imperium, do you uh, do you think they want kind Kaiser?" Paul Heyman's involved as well. I just realised that. Yeah. 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 Oh. With all the problems in Imperium, do you think they want Kaiser to dethrone Gunther? I really hope not, because stop breaking up Imperium. I just, that is the one thing where I look at this show week to week and I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? What's this leading? Where, what's to? your end goal? Just stop this. It's all right. Interesting. No, exactly. Dark seventy three said, "Hey boys, I've got this guy. Uh, I've got this guy feeling. <laughs> I've got this gut feeling <laughs> that Damian Priest is going to fail to cash in his briefcase. WWE've had the chance to pull the trigger, and I feel there's more interesting outcomes with someone else winning the world heavyweight title at this point. He's got it until July. Yeah, you know, I want them to do the one story they haven't done, which is someone running out of time. Yeah, they always say they've got a calendar year, and no one has run out of time yet, or nope. at least come close. And that whole time, in the last like few weeks, maybe a couple months mm-hmm. before leading up to Money in the Bank, everyone's like, "When are you going to cash it in?" He's like, "I'm going to try. I'm going to do it, guys." And he keeps trying, and he gets thwarted at every corner, and he keeps getting failed, and he gets more and more stressed out every week. Like, I don't have time to cash in my briefcase. What do I do? And he just ke- and it runs out the clock. I w- I really want to see that story. How does it end? I don't know. One time, I did a sponsorship for British Airways and the, f- right, the, pay- and, uh, the payment for it was uh, free flights. Mm. I just had to email someone and book them. But um, I didn't. And, <laughs> and they ran out and I knew they were running out, but I didn't have the money for like the hotel uh-huh. part or, right, like, yeah, yeah, or yeah. like anyone to go with. And I didn't know where I was going to go and I didn't want to just waste them. And, and then I ended up wasting them. Mm. And it genuinely haunts me mm. to this. It was crushing. Yeah. That with the money in the bank briefcase. Mm-hmm. I would so relate. It would be such an interesting wrinkle. It's so good. I love it. Uh, Raticus Finch uh, said, uh, it might just be me, but that Shinsuke promo on the Titan Tron was just like in Civ 6 when an opposing civilization's leader declares war on you. Stop with the references that I don't get personally. Yeah, or I... I'm going to start dropping drag race memes on you. <laughs> I haven't played Civ 6. I bet, it, I bet it's exactly like that though, Raticus Finch. It probably Finch. is. I bet it is. You're probably right. <laughs> 
Brett J. Rasmussen said, This episode of Raw has one of the greatest moments in all of WWE. No, it's not Randy's return. No, it's not Cody's promo or the great Ivar Reed match or Seth's promo. It's not even Punk's promo. Pete and Dan to WWE confirmed. And on Pete's birthday, no less. It's not my birthday, but thank you. Uh, Carl Kinahan said, I think Seth not mentioning Punk by name is on purpose. IMO Punk wins Rumble Challenge, uh, wins Rumble Challenges Seth for the World Heavyweight Title at Mania and says, and says to Seth, you have to mention me now is the way to go. Mm, just so many options. Yeah, there's a lot of options here. I think that's really fun. Moose said, so Punk talked a lot about developing young talent in AEW. With that in mind, what do you think Punk's role is going to be in NXT? If he really wants to screw AEW over, him showing up in NXT is a good way to do that. Oh my God, imagine if they did a, the NXT versus AEW again, but Punk's on NXT nutso punk, what a timeline punk wins the nxt title oh jesus Screw it. christ why not that would be I really funny i don't even oh my god yeah right uh jake wcw has some thoughts and says how as a huge punk fan this promo felt so disingenuous and hypocritical he tried to recreate his first aew return promo but this was so sanitized and it didn't have a fraction of the passion that promo or any of his other promos over the past couple of years this felt like coming back with his tail between his legs to the company that he said so many horrible things about up to and including a few months ago for a man that talks about being punk rock this was the least punk rock thing you could do maybe i'm being worked and this is a build for a new character slash heel turn if that is the case just come with that straight out of the gate. If not, and this is going to be his new character going forward, then Changed Man Punk just doesn't work for me. On a nicer note, it was nice to see you both make the video package. Um, this is this is the the refrain, isn't it? This is what we keep coming back to: is this idea of what is it? Who is he? Which mm. one is this? Do I take it seriously? Do I not take it seriously? I'm mm -hmm. a fan of him, and I'm am I not a fan of him? It's all a part of it. It's all a part like. Uh, it's fascinating. I, whatever it is, you can. Whatever it is, you're gonna want to watch it. Mm -hmm. I feel like. I mean, that has a that has a shelf life. To be clear, so yeah. Uh, Mr. Eli Max said, This entire Drew story is why I'm hesitant about Rollins and Punk at WrestleMania 40. I think Drew's character work is worthy of a World Heavyweight title win, a win and a WrestleMania main event. Now, I'm fantasy booking him facing Sami Zayn, but nonetheless, I think Drew has earned this spot over Punk. Also, call me crazy, but am I the only one who wants Maxine Dupree and Ivy Nile versus Chelsea and Piper for the women's tag titles at Mania? I think it could be a great program for the division, and I think Maxine and Ivy could have a great babyface win for the titles. Oh, their work the other week was amazing. I love Maxine Dupree. She's one of my favorites, and Ivy Nile is great. She looks brilliant. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be well, uh, well be down for that. that. The, the, this is the what, a, the, the problem with this list mm -hmm. is that there are only two matches at WrestleMania. Yeah, well, two main event matches. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Unless you want to put them all in an Armageddon Hell in a Cell. Yeah, which is kind of what they did, like yeah. in in two thousands. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching that run back on the network at the moment. They basically there were so many different things going on. And they just went, yeah, put them all in the main event. Put them all in one. They and they could. I would love that. Yeah. Tbh. I mean, you have the opportunity to do that at Chamber, right? Oh! <laughs> oh, BT! Oh, he's cooking with gas now. Hey, you just. Oh! You just put all the top stars in the chamber. Oh, and they right? picked them out. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Right? You've done it. Yeah. You've done it. Okay. <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah. Well, you will. I didn't probably. even think of that. What's wrong with me? <laughs> it was right there. Uh, D to the second said, I started watching wrestling in 2015. Punk was always treated as this mythical figure that I just missed getting to watch in real time. I have no nostalgia for him and seeing what he did in AEW eroded that myth. Happy he's back, but does nothing for me. That is very fair. Mm. Kid Cutty again says, TK gonna have to tell them... 
wrestle butt naked and barbed wire to please his demo this week? What? He's going to have to have him wrestle butt naked and barbed wire to please his demo this week, question mark. Yep. If he can do it a bit. Speaking of bad faith takes, uh, I find myself getting rid of some of the old ones I had about WWE. I no longer feel that my favorites won't get a push eventually. Even with the stuff that's not meant for me, I have a good time with things like the Tazawa Ruffle Shuffle. <laughs> when my son jumped up and started doing it, I was like, okay, I get it now. I think it's time, again, to let things just play out in WWE and not wanting an ending in Act 1. Look, I mean, that's exactly it. I think you, you've... Um, maybe not the butt naked and barbed wire thing. Yeah, maybe not that. <laughs> but but that's but that's it. There are two different demos. You, you've, you've nailed that part of it completely. There are... And, and there is no reason that trying to be... WWE has to be this kind of broad church, but really cater more to the sort of family market. Mm-hmm. It's the number one brand. Uh, they sell a lot of merchandise, action figures, all the rest of it. AW is is built to be that more like hardcore, mm-hmm. you know, old Jim Crockett style thing. Um, and good for them. Like as well, mm-hmm. they should. Uh the th- I completely agree with this take on the idea that eventually your favorites might get a push. They might not, but I have more, I have far more faith in this WWE mm-hmm. than I did in the WWE of 2021. They have absolutely earned goodwill. Yeah, they and have. there was a, a dicey moment there in in the in the post mania moments, but they've earned yep. they've earned they've earned goodwill. That's why mm-hmm. let it play out is a bit of a cliche now. Yep, but that has an expiration date. Mm-hmm. But it, every single time, I'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that is fair now and was not fair before. Completely agree. Yeah. Uh, Mike the Jeweler, also with another generous uh, alpha chat, said, You guys rock. Ollie, boss, Luke, dad, Pete, happy birthday day. What? Dan the professor, Fakador, El Fakador, Tempest, masked man. Where is Brian Children? Bring him on the WrestleTalk News. He's about. He's around. We can't legally speak about what's happening to Brian Children. Yeah. You'll see him at some point. Danny Doyle said, uh, Punk's return promo was just a watered-down version of his AEW debut promo, plus a part where he mentions people kissing him on the lips. <laughs> Good for him. It's true. <laughs> um, uh, Kevin Raw is a 10-month Mengberg. Said, congrats on being promoted to the main roster, boys. That was a bad one. That's the last one of them. What if they give Punk the Bray Wyatt slow burn? Do promos until uh, only till he picks his opponent. R.I.P. Wyndham. Yeah, there's no rush. You no, know. there is no rush. He, uh, the, the, he can't do this again on SmackDown. Mm. You know? Yeah. I think he, he could, but he shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, I'm also being reminded here that we need to check oh, the poll. Last week we just ended the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So end uh, the poll. End the poll, which I, I you would love that? someone to do. Can you do that? I could, but that involves getting up, which I'm a professional, Dan. Ah. I don't know if we've we've established this. but We I'm were definitely... on telly. We don't get up anymore. People exactly. I'm a, t- I'm a TV star, so if someone could do it for me, <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. Uh, but I can definitely see that 69% voted thumbs up. Nice. Nice. All right, go and check for sure. 22% said mid. 7% thumbs down. I think that's pretty fair. It's pretty It's pretty good, yeah. I think yeah. like like a, a thumbs up to slightly mid. Like I think that is, that's about right. I do think that if Punk wasn't on the show, that mid would have probably been more on the, on the thumbs up. We've got accustomed to a certain type of show, and absolutely. this was a good example of that. Yes. Um, but yeah. Absolutely agreed. Uh, with that said, I think that's going to do it yeah. for this episode of the Raw Review. This Thank you so much for edition. watching. Goodness me, we spoke a lot. Sorry, but also not really. We had to talk about. <laughs> we CM had a lot Punk. to talk about. We had to talk about CM Punk, y'all. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We will be back on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite review, and then we got we're SmackDown this week. Yeah, we're yeah, back with Smackdown. SmackDown this week. It's a relatively chill week this it's week. It's a chill week this week. There's no, yeah. um, there's no pay per views. No, 
And then we just got Collision on Monday, yeah. right? Yeah. There you go. We're back to normal, everybody. Happy so days. subscribe to the channel. More content coming soon. Like the video. And if you're watching on Catch Up, leave us a comment. Why not? Uh, give us your thoughts on the CM Punk Return promo, whether you liked it or not. For the meantime, I've been joined by Dan Layton. I've been Pete Quinnell. And we'll see you guys soon. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.